0: Hello, and welcome to Simply Edify's podcast. We are mothers, daughters, sisters, friends, and wives, but what unites us most is our place in God's family as daughters of Christ. Our goal is to encourage women as we navigate the messiness of life through biblical studies, personal stories, and practical tips that bolster our walk with Jesus daily. Thank you for joining us in our episode today. Hello, and welcome to Simply Edify. My name is April Frucci, and I have with me joined through Zoom, Esty Woodard. Hello. Yeah. Yeah.
1: April's all the way in Colorado Springs, many, many hours away from me. So we are recording via Zoom today.
0: Yeah, and we are excited to be starting our new series on the Ten Commandments. We have been studying some things on it a little bit, uh, but we're excited to dive deeper and just discuss this topic with you. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. Yeah. So just to, by way of introduction, maybe you don't know us. My husband is a chaplain in the United States Army. And that's one of the reasons why we're in Colorado. <laughs> and I have four kiddos, ages nine eight and seven i have twins so the twins are seven
1: yeah so that means at one point she had four kids under two
0: two yep <laughs> and, um, it was crazy
1: <laughs> it was crazy and i have a eight-year-old a almost she'll be seven next week a seven-year-old and a four-year-old So we have had a lot of littles running around for a long
0: time. Mm -hmm. It's really fun now that they're getting to be a little bit older, like just being able to do so much stuff with them. It's just, I don't know. Each age and stage comes with its challenges, but we are really enjoying this time of life where we can get out and do a lot of fun stuff together.
1: Yeah, that's definitely... A whole new world that has opened up now that there's not you know diapers and nap times and and all of that stuff and they're just maturing into these beautiful little um creatures and they want to know about the bible and um that's been exciting and that's one of the reasons that i'm i am really looking forward to the study because it's something that i wanted to like soak in and also you know share with my kids and give them that foundational truth of the Ten commandments
0: Absolutely. So that being said, we're just going to hop right on into our first series on the Ten Commandments.
1: Yeah. So we're going to go straight into just like, what is the goal? Why are we even bringing up the Ten Commandments? What is the point?
0: Right. And I think for uh, for myself and, you know, as we have discussed this, we we just want to bring some conversation back to the basics. There's a lot of noise in our culture, in Christian culture, about things like, you know, depression and anxiety and, you know, struggling in our motherhood and just getting it all done and doing all of the things. And not that those topics aren't necessary and helpful and needful, but I feel that there's a very large lack of the, the basics, the fundamental truths found in the word of God. You
1: can I definitely agree. I've seen um you can find a blog um about anything today. And but some of those basic things that every Christian should know. Honestly, up until recently when I was studying them with my kids, I might not have been able to list off all the ten commandments off the top of my head
0: truthfully. I was- Right. And, you know, I think of my grandparents, they knew them. You know, they were devout Catholics. Um, but society as a whole in their generation was very aware of the Ten Commandments, of moral right and wrong, of just some of these basic, um, I guess you would call them fundamentals of our faith, whether they believed, the entirety of the Bible or not, society was aware of what the Bible had to say.
1: And they've been a moral standard for a long, long time. Yes. Um, even if unbelievers still kind of held to them for a moral standard. Um, and obviously that, that's good because it does show us God's expectation for us. Um, but it's it's obviously more than that. And that's what we're going to dig into a little bit. But it's it also helps us to know God better and what He wants for us, and really we get to see His heart in the Ten Commandments.
0: Yes, for sure. So I guess one of the first questions we could ask is what is the law or the Ten Commandments? So
1: the whole law is several passages or books of the Bible that include the moral law, ceremonial law, and civil law, and those were given to the Israelites by God. The Ten Commandments are part of the law. And they're found in Exodus twenty, and those were kind of the foundation for the rest of the law and we know
0: that God actually
1: carved them into the stone when Moses went up to Mount Sinai,
0: which I so- think is really cool. I mean, if you think about that, like God himself took you know his finger and carved what he wanted man to know about about him and about man he He put it in stone, and uh That's just really neat, I think.
1: I think there was significance in that too, as far as um, it was written in stone. I mean, we say that
0: now as something that is
1: an unchanging fact and truth.
0: Right. An absolute. Mm -hmm. It was final, you know, and they were to be that tablet. It was part of what was included in the um, Ark of the Covenant and it was uh, sacred, you know. Yeah. And that's, that's a good word, sacred.
1: And I I think that even like we were saying, at one point it was sacred. And now I would say that that's getting lost on our generation.
0: Believers and
1: unbelievers alike. Um, Oh,
0: absolutely. I think that uh, holding anything sacred is becoming a lost art, you might say. Yeah. Um, So I do appreciate the study of the Ten Commandments because it brings to my mind in my heart, a reverence and a kind of like that reality check of what, what are you holding sacred in your life? Mm. So that's what I I've gathered just going over some of this. Um, And the 10 commandments, they are just completely unlike man's laws um, because of the fact that they are from the ultimate authority, you know, yeah. Societies have come and gone, and societies across our world today have different laws in which they portray what they value. but God here tells us exactly what He values and what he esteems to be right and wrong, so it is the ultimate authority
1: yeah, and it's being it's it's used incorrectly often absolutely. Um, And and sometimes we just use it as, like, a checklist, right, for morality. Like, if I'm doing one, two, three, and we go through the Ten Commandments, if I'm doing all these things, I'm a good person. Or if someone's not doing them, they're a bad person. And that doesn't work for so many reasons. One of the big ones is most of us aren't keeping all the Ten Commandments.
0: Well, I think of um, Paul as a perfect example, right, of someone who – if they could have kept the whole law, he would have been the person because, you know, the description of Paul is Pharisee of the Pharisees. They knew the law inside and out, right? And he was the top tier of the Pharisees. So if there was anyone, I think in the scripture, you know, outside of Christ, obviously we know Christ kept, did keep the whole law because he is God. But Paul would have been the example of, I guess you would say, a perfect person to keep the law.
1: Well, and, and also, to, when we say Pharisee, I think we've become very used to meaning, like, hypocritical when we say the word Pharisee. But right. But at the time, Pharisees were the keepers of the law. Like, they were the moral highest ground, really.
0: That was their job. That was their job to know the law and to have other people uphold the law. So, yeah, they um, he would have known it. And he said himself, you know, it is not by works of righteousness, which we have done. It's nothing that I have done. All my righteousness, he said in that passage, like later on, he said it was like, dung. you know, it's everything that he accomplished in himself he knew and he recognized that, you know, that wasn't what was going to save him. But according to his mercy, he saved us. You know, that is, you could try your best to keep the checklist and to, you know, do all of the right things and say all the right things. But the ultimate question on whether or not God finds you guiltless is whether or not you have accepted the person of Jesus Christ for your salvation. Um, so yeah, the, the law cannot make anything perfect. It can't justify sin. It does not give righteousness. It doesn't give life or peace that those things can only be found through Jesus Christ for by grace, are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works as any man should boast, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. It's God's grace that was shown on the cross. That gives, gives us that clean slate when we accept Jesus Christ. That's what puts Christ's righteousness upon us, and we can be declared righteous. So the law has no power to do that at all. Then what is what is the point of the law?
1: Like how what is it? How does it apply to us today? If we can't earn salvation by it, Mm -hmm. um, we can't ever. We know in and of ourselves we can't keep it. Mm -hmm. um, Right, like it's not earning us favor with God.
0: Then what is it? What's the point? Well, you mentioned earlier, um, you know, about it revealing the holiness of God, and I think that is one of the Top purposes of the law because we would not know the standard of God's holiness or righteousness had He not revealed it to us through His word and the law. So, yeah, that's one of the big reasons.
1: I think that holiness is such a, it's one of my just favorite attributes of God. But the best way that I just have found to describe it like I'm talking to a child about it is that God is wholly perfect, and that it's kind of show I think that the Ten Commandments kind of show us like he can this is this is the standard this is holy this is what perfection looks like, and we are incapable
0: <laughs> of absolutely I think of that verse that says it's our schoolmaster to bring us to christ right it, it's it's saying. It's teaching us that we, like you were saying, we can't, we can't do it on our own. It's about, it's about Christ now and our need for redemption through Christ, you know? The other thing was it set Israel apart from
1: other nations and they were set apart as God's chosen people. And even now
0: it sets us apart. I think of um, uh, the verse that talks about. um, Peculiar people. Yes. A, a chosen, you know, a chosen generation, uh, a holy nation, you know, we are to be set apart. And one of the ways, one of the big ways is through when Jesus was talking to the lawyer and the lawyer asked him, you know, how to gain eternal life. And Jesus said, you know, keep the the commandments. And he said that the commandments were fulfilled in in loving God and loving your neighbor. Right. Mm -hmm. I think when we break it down, obviously Jesus broke it down for us right there. He said, loving God and loving your neighbor. But, um, when we think about separation that separates us, right. When we put God first, that separates us from, from all else. And when we love our neighbors, truly sacrificially love our neighbors that separates us apart from everyone else. And we are that, that holy nation, that peculiar people that we
1: ought to be. We stop trying to, instead of trying to earn something through following the commandments or following God's law, we're, we're doing things out of a heart of wanting to love God and gratefulness. And I think that that's what shows up in these later when Jesus was talking about more of the heart issues. He didn't say that we no longer need to keep the law, but he said that there's a deeper, more important issue here. And when you follow those things, you are following the law.
0: Right. As a believer, we are now even more accountable for the motive behind keeping the law. Is it a motive of self-righteousness? Is it a motive of, you know, pride, really? Mm-hmm. Um being able to point at yourself saying, you know, look at how great I am. Or is it a motive of, like you said, true love for God and wanting to follow his his plan and his guide for us, his guidelines for us? Um, and then also to think that he raised it the bar and said, it's not anymore just about what you do with your actual outward actions. It's what about what you're doing with your heart? You know, so you might not be committing adultery, but are you looking at someone to lust after them? That is adultery. You know, you hate someone that that's, you know, so he raised for the new Testament that was like raised, right. That um, standard was more reflective of the heart issue.
1: You know, I was working with uh, our kids and children's church today and we were talking about um actually that passage because we we went into the story of the good samaritan and how when we love god like real love from god puts things into action we do things for other we don't just pass by um when we see a need and i think that as as you know those kids weren't mine but as mothers or as teachers of children, you know, the law reminds us that there are consequences for sin and there is a standard to be held to, um, but there's also grace. And it's such an important foundational thing to show our children that there is right and wrong. That's, that seems like such an obvious thing, but honestly, they need to know that there is a right and wrong in this world and they need to choose the right and why they should choose the right
0: right from an, from an early age, you know in in a lot of secular ideas about children, you know they would say to not crush their i guess identity by telling them that they have done wrong, and as far as a Christian perspective, that couldn't be further from the truth because in order for them to find grace, they need to know that they have done wrong, that they need grace that they need the sacrificial blood and redemptive power of Jesus Christ in their life. So from the earliest of ages, they need to recognize that there are rights and wrongs. And it's not because mommy's mad at you, but it's because God set a law in Um, not only in our hearts, but also in the word of God for us to follow. And if we come short of that, we need his mercy and his grace. So for our children, as far as being able to receive and accept Christ as their savior, they have to be able to recognize that they have trespass against God.
1: Because children, children are people. (laughs) And I think that sometimes we kind of lump them into a separate category um, but they're people and they're as fallen as we are. Um, I think that they have a beautiful capacity to have faith that we don't, as adults, we kind of have to work a little harder for, um, kids definitely have some beautiful qualities that are, you know, unique to them, but they are still at the, they are still people and they need Jesus just as much as a 35 year old woman. Um, I think that also just giving them, I, I think that it is a kindness to give people, including children, especially children, a a guide and a path and a clear cut direction in their life. And I think the Ten Commandments are like they're just completely foundational to that.
0: So as we continue to look into the Ten Commandments, um, obviously we're in one podcast, we are not going to be able to even really do It justice as far as completely discussing the entirety of its importance. However, we are going to be doing um, a series of podcasts on the individual commands and going a little bit into depth with those um, and just seeing how we can apply them to our hearts and our lives. You know, sometimes we think, well, it's old testament, it is. We don't live under the law anymore. So how does this apply? And we'll just be going through and basic kind of ways, just looking at maybe how we've fallen away from God's guidance through the 10 commandments a little bit and, and how we can get our hearts refocused on things that please the Lord through, you know, following the 10 commandments in a way that is from love, a motive of love and desiring to draw closer to who God is because this really does help us help us learn about the character and attributes of God
1: yeah I'm very excited to dig into this I I'll be honest it's something that um I don't know if I really have dug into before you know in depth and so I'm I'm really excited about it
0: yeah me too hope you guys will follow along and be just as excited with us (laughs) see you next time